Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Disco Coolia Headlines in top of the Disco Coolia blogs. Games are so important and fun. How much do teachers know about fractions? Tetris with fractions and gestures help learning. This is our podcast for week 34 in 2022. And welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolia Services. She's going to help us get through the links for this week and apply her thinking to it. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. <coughs> Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. We have wonderful links for you assembled and, and we want to go over them with you now. Uh, the first one tells me that the Disco Coolia Headlines blog is now in the top of the Discoculia blocks. Who decides that? Uh, well, uh, this is obviously very nice to see that many people take note of our Discoculia headlines that we work hard on. Um, this top of the blocks uh, comes from Feedspot. And Feedspot is a service that helps people find things of interest to them on the internet. And you just get the information you need. Isn't that wonderful? Instead of all those those advertisements (laughs) and unrelated information that sometimes pops up when you use uh, Google or Bing or or any regular search engine. Anyway, the people who subscribe to Feedspot apparently now follow the Discoculia headlines. And it's wonderful to see that our work has resulted in bringing more awareness to this forgotten math uh, learning disability. Definitely, so definitely. all our readers, thank you so very much. It's thank appreciated. You. Right. Now the next link is about how much fun games are and how important, but is that also for math games? Absolutely, absolutely. This is posted by Sarah Carter, and she's a math teacher who teaches pre statistics at a high school in Coeta, Oklahoma. And she uh, shares some of her favorite games via Twitter and also on her website, which is called mathequalslove.net. So wonderful. (laughs) And she has games that focus on math, but also focus that, uh, also games that help you to break the ice with new students because now we just have a new school year starting, right? right? So one of the games that she's highlighting here is called left center right and uh-huh. you won't believe it she just got it from the dollar store oh, dollar store oh, yeah and, and that makes the point that manipulatives or math tools do not have to be expensive to be worthwhile and effective so that's wonderful so we also often say games are the new worksheets and we see it every day when we have worked with a child to get them to understand the math concept, we want to offer an opportunity to practice. But when you then give a boring worksheet, it may be overwhelming and it puts them off again. So we use games to make it all more fun while still working on getting fluency in already mastered concepts. And it doesn't feel as uh, practice so much for right, our students. They enjoy the game, yeah. It's a good thought. Okay. Well, the next link is asking the questions how much teachers know about fractions. I can't wait to hear the answer on that one. Well, this is an article 
<coughs> by Jasmine Kopur uh, Genturk. I, I hope I pronounced it correctly. Yeah, complicated. Uh, actually, it was from last year, March 2021, and it's publicized in um, a journal called Educational Studies in Mathematics. Now, um, let me read, uh, let me quote from the abstract here. Teachers' understanding of the concepts they teach affects the quality of instruction and teaching and students' learning. So, this study that we refer here to um, is based on a sample of 303 teachers from across the USA, and they examined um, the knowledge of elementary school ma teachers, math teachers, of some key concepts that underlie uh, calculations with fractions. Okay. Now, and although the calculation and the answers were correct, now it also comes to how do they explain it. Yes. And it happened that teachers' explanations were, um, they were coded in this uh, research based on how accurately their explanations were and the kind of concepts that uh, the and the representations that they used in how to explain something. Okay. Now the results showed that teachers' understanding. Here it comes. Here it comes. Drum roll. Drum roll. Yeah, of fraction arithmetic was limited. Oh. Ouch. Especially for fraction division, which is argu arguably the, the most complicated one. So. Right. Yet a moderate relationship was found between teachers' understanding of fraction addition and, um, uh, and division, moderate. So furthermore, um, more experienced teachers seem to have a deeper understanding of fraction arithmetic. Okay, Whereas, well, that, that makes sense. That they, they've, added, they've been at it longer. Exactly. Right. So they, they have had well, a, a chance yeah. to... Um, familiarize themselves with the uh, material, but probably also have seen different uh, textbooks who explain it just a little bit differently. Different, and right. that So they have a broader view on the topic. Exactly. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, special education teachers had substantially limited understanding. And those okay. are the people that need to help the kids who are... Yeah, yeah who, who need more clear explanations so i have to say if you click on this link um please look for the very nice visual that they included about fraction division very nice and uh we agree this is something we see in our practice when the students tell us that the teacher has only taught them the steps to do the operation with the fraction like so monkey like, see monkey do yeah so this is the algorithm do this Right. But they have no clue what they're working. They did not with. always explain the background, well, the reason know. why some of the, those manipulations with fractions work. So sometimes that needs attention, but it's hardly. Uh, so I I feel that that needs attention, but it's hardly ever addressed in teachers' continuous professional education, unfortunately. Right. And it should obviously be heavily included in. The regular teachers' uh, education, the teachers' colleges, should right before take they ever get this. there. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Wow. Well, the nice, the next link is a nice follow-up actually to this. 
that is about Tetris with fractions. Is that what the teachers are doing? Well, it, it looks like um, uh, it, the first thing um, that it might be about fractions, but um, this is actually about factors. Oh, okay. Which is you divide a, um, a larger number with two factors, so you do split it, but it's not exactly using the fraction notation. Anyway, oh, okay. And this is um, on the maticon.org uh, website. They already have a lot of wonderful materials, and this is a fairly new application, and it looks a little bit like Tetris. But when you know the factors of a total, of a shape, you can split and rotate it into a specific position that, like we all know from Tetris, needs to fit the bottom line so that that can be eradicated. Okay. So it's very entertaining, but also educational. And it helps to solidify uh, students' knowledge uh, on, on factors. Mm -hmm. uh, also, it immediately links the area multiplication with a visual. And we know that um, visual manipulation, but also visual spatial uh, short-term and long-term memory is one of the um, difficulties of students with a math learning disability. So having some fun thing to train that is, is really useful because in general, I feel that the visual spatial components of math learning mm -hmm. are a little bit overlooked. Anyway, okay. uh, another thing I want to mention here is that some people still think that if they work on fluency, um, the conceptual understanding will magically appear in their students. Right. And that might be true for a small subsection of children who um, are inclined to, uh, to do math. But for most students, the application of fluency without conceptual understanding, without having strategies to work it out, is much less efficient and also um, is risky to, to be forgotten. So, again, in most cases, they, uh, they don't worry about keeping the fluency beyond the next test. So, so you have kind of um, hammered that in, right. a few of those monkey facts. See, monkey do, and next test is done, and then move on to the next topic. Also, um, yeah. it doesn't help them when they have to apply it in another situation. They only know it in that specific kind example. of as, right. a, as a rhyme yeah. uh, in that specific um, order. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, good, uh, good pointers there uh, for us. And okay, so this Tetris is not about fractions. It is about factors. Okay. I stand corrected. Um, well, it brings us to our last link for the week, and that says that gestures help learning. Do we need to start waving our arms? Uh, maybe some well, why waving our arms, but in the right way, with a purpose. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and this is from uh, Susan Wagner Cook. Okay. And she's an associate professor of psychological and uh, brain science at the University of Iowa. And she did several studies 
with a lot of different scenarios and it's confirmed that children learn better when they can see gestures while hearing the explanation. Is that right? Absolutely. This, so research also suggests that when we see and, and use gestures ourselves, we, we link to it more, we activate more parts of the brain than when there is spoken language alone. And if you, it's, it's generally known that if you activate more parts of your brain, that results in better long-term memory. Interesting. Yes. And they actually used uh, research where they had um, real people doing the gestures, but they also looked at uh, instructional uh, movie clips where the avatar uh. did the uh, movement. So, um, like I said, also acting out what you read okay. when they read a book enhances comprehension. And we compared it immediately with um, like when you have uh, word problems and you ask a student to act out what happens in that word problem, it is much easier for them to link that and then to choose which operation, if this is an addition or a subtraction or a, a division uh, question. So um, I make it a point uh, with our own uh, instruction as much as possible to make gestures. It, it's a little bit limited, obviously, uh, via Zoom, right. but it does help our students. For example, well, uh, talking about the whole, when working with fractions, make a gesture that shows a circle or that indicates your whole pizza with your hands and arms so the children will subconsciously relate the whole to what the question you're talking about. Okay. Similarly, with positive and negative numbers, it helps to indicate that with hand gestures like uh, up and down or going to the right for positive numbers and then opposite going to the left indicating negative numbers as that is the location where we put them on the, on the number line. And my dear listeners, you should see the doc. Meanwhile, <laughs> my, my desk is not safe from all the gestures that are being made here. <laughs> well, I, I was doing this for years, but I'm, I'm happy that someone <laughs> took the time to confirm this with, and, and to uh, actually with right, a study. <clears throat> right. To put a, a scientific study uh, next to it. Well, this is wonderful, uh, Dr. Schroeder. Very interesting uh, views and additions to our our little links that we uh, published. Dr. Schroeder, obviously the founder of Discoculia Services and also the author of the Discoculia Tutor Training. Please go look at that website and consider to become uh, a Discoculia Tutor. There are not enough in the country and Dr. Schroeder cannot do all of this alone. Uh, you know, it's not rocket science. It uh, takes a couple of months dedicated study, but you can be in the league of the Discoculia Tutors. All the information is at discoculiatutortraining.org. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you, and until next week, you can count on us.